Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 basketball podcast brought to you by Home Field Apparel. That's right, it is basketball season. I am Carlos at Equity Brand. Joining me, fellow basketball boy Greg at Banana Morse. I'm, I'm just so ready for the season to start. I've been waiting for so long. Me too. And definitely for the last time for basketball season is Reed at Pac-10 Reed. One day I'm gonna be a basketball boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna best <laughs> you on one of these basketball predictions, and then I will earn my title. I'm sure when <laughs> when Stanford makes a Final Four this year. Oh, disgusting! <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, automatically, I will give you. I I will tattoo Stanford on my fucking bicep if they make the Final Four. Um. Anyway, happy November. Move over college football officially basketball season. Shooty hoops are nigh here. You two boys excited for basketball season? Y'all pre gaming Pac twelve hoops by uh, watching the NBA. Yeah, we've got a fantasy team this year, uh, and that is how I'll be consuming the NBA. But not really. I'm I'm just ready for the. The pure, uncut, real Pac-12 basketball to start in a week. <laughs> what about you, Reed? Pre-gaming with some NBA basketball, some lesser basketball? Uh, you know, this is my first experience as a Blazers fan watching a tanking team uh, for an entire season. Yeah, they don't tank very often, do no they? No hope whatsoever of a playoff appearance. It's a little darker than I expected it to be, honestly. We're, we're like four games in, and I'm already kind of... Kind of struggling. Excited for uh, some college hoops. Greg, are you you're uh, you're a jazz fan still, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> how do you how do you deal with are in your purgatory? Team? I feel like the so jazz don't don't really tank ever either, right? Should have fucking tanked last year, man. Yeah. God. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. I, I the jazz upset me, <laughs> and then and the, my my hockey team is on track to have the worst season in the history of the NHL. So having a great year in terms of professional sports (laughs) fandom. Uh, When I first interacted with Greg, uh, he was at Conley World, I think, or something like that. I love Mike Conley deeply. They should have fucking traded him before the season. They should have fucking traded him before the season, man. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Pac-12 hoops. Pac-12 hoops. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like the video. Comment away with your thoughts. All one of you watching this. It's all right. We usually get more people in later on. This is for the podcast listeners only. Of course, podcast listeners, follow the show on Apple and Spotify, wherever you got your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. And as always, we have content on our Patreon at NoTruckStops.com, previewing the Week 10 slate of games. Uh, including a, a big one, Washington at USC. Going to be a good one. U- UCLA at Arizona, another very intriguing one. So those games are going to be a lot of fun. Go subscribe at NoTruckStops.com. At, uh, that's for just $5. And if you want to spend $5 but want to show your support, consider subscribing for just $3. Uh, you can even cancel your membership right afterwards so you don't get charged. If you just want to, hey, here's a little bit of love. Any little bit helps. Uh, it's much, much appreciated. All right. It is time. Let's get to hoops. It's basketball season for the last time in the Pac-12. So to start, what I thought we would do uh, is talk a little bit about the sicko exhibition basketball games. Rapid fire. Absolutely no one, no one has kept up with more than one of these games. So I'm not going to ask you too any questions about these. Unless, did either of you watch any exhibition basketball? No. No. I didn't think so. I watched part of the uh, Utah women's exhibition through video taken by my friend. But that's the only exhibition I have watched. Um, Utah basketball has an exhibition right now, actually. Uh, like mm-hmm. right as we were aware. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a, we had a, a few of these. Not a te- It seems that not every team had an exhibition, although it's really hard to find. It's not like any on any official schedules and stuff. So I'm just going to go through these real quick. i got a couple questions for you all sprinkled in here. Uh, first up, Oregon State beat Southern Oregon in its exhibition at the Guild Coliseum on Sunday, 84-61. This game was actually kind of a little too close at halftime. Beavs were only up 37-31 at the half, uh, but Oregon State came around and outscored Southern Oregon 47-29 in the second half. Big game from Tyler Bieladu, I think. That's how you say that. He led the Beavs in plus-minus, was a plus-24, scored 50 points off eight shots. Jordan Pope himself pitched in 11 points, but off an inefficient 13 shots. Uh, real quick question for y'all. What is the Southern Oregon mascot? Any guesses? Oh, Reed, you gotta oh, know this. Oh, it's the something hawks, isn't it? Um, it is not. It has nothing to do with the bird. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> yeah. This is your this is your backyard. Yeah, I don't know then. They are the Raiders, the Southern Oregon. Oh, they are the Southern Oregon Raiders. However, you got this pretty you got this close. Their official mascot, like their nickname. I don't know what the difference is between those. They're the Raiders, but they're the Raiders, but their mascot is Rocky the Red-Tailed Hawk. Rocky the Raider. Huh. Weird. He's a built he is a built eagle. Like if you search up Southern Oregon University mascot, this is a buff ass eagle. He's a big old eagle. Anyway, uh puts I guess he puts um swoop to some shame here. Anyway, that same day Colorado beat MSU Denver 69-45. Greg, best guess, what does MSU stand for here? I read the show notes. Oh, okay, so, all right, read. Uh, what Reed doesn't read the show notes. <laughs> Reed, what's your guess? What is MSU in MSU Denver? What does MSU stand for? MSU Denver. Um, <laughs> uh, Middle Secular State University of Denver. <laughs> uh, Metropolitan State oh, University. Oh God, damn it, Denver. <laughs> They are the Roadrunners. Anyway, Colorado beat the shit out of the Roadrunners at CU Event Center. Um, quick few notes here. Colorado, a little sloppy in this one. Turned the ball over 16 times. It's an exhibition, so probably to be expected. Shot an ugly 38% in the first half. Another interesting note, Cody Williams, the five-star freshman, he actually started this game with Tristan De Silva. Eddie Lampkin came off the bench in this one. Uh, Colorado went super small here, so they had three guards, Javon Hadley, KJ Simpson, um, in the backcourt along with, oh my goodness, uh, why am I forgetting the other one? I don't remember the other, whatever, I should have written it down. <laughs> uh, but Cody Williams and Tristan DeSilva were in the front court. Um, Cody Williams looked great, by the way. Had a nice slam in this one. Eddie Lampkin coming off the bench looked really, really good too. Uh, something to watch out for since this team should be a uh, Pac-12 contender. On Monday, UW played St. Martin's University and won, obviously. Uh, Reed, what's your guess? What is the St. Martin's mascot mascot mm, the saint martin the saint martin mountaineers it's not 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 a bad guess they're the saint martin saints oh, the saints alliteration <laughs> on the wrong uh, uh wrong prefix yeah, the wrong word <laughs> of that yeah uh anyway washington beat up on the saints 103 58 washington took over from the jump only notable thing i think from this one is that keon brooks looked really really good out there he'll definitely be Pactual player of the year contender. I think that's pretty fair. He'd scored 22 points off 10 for 12 shooting, much of that from from the outside, which is pretty pretty impressive. Mm. On Halloween, UCLA played CSU Dominguez Hills, Noah Dembona or Ade Mora, Ade Mora, Ade Mora, uh, or Berke Biontengel or Dylan Andrews. So we got a great look at uh, freshman Sebastian Mack. He looked really, really good. Looks like he's going to be pushing Dylan Andrews for some minutes. That'll be fun to watch out for, uh, to see how Mick Cronin makes me lose my fucking mind with his rotations. Anyway, UCLA did win. Got lazy. Didn't look up the score. Don't worry about it. It was by a lot. Uh, last, last group here. Last one, sort of. Arizona played not one, but two exhibition games. Two exhibition games. Of course they did. Uh, just talk about the most recent one. 94-65 win over New Mexico Highlands. Big story out of this one. Sloppy game for the Cats. 24 turnovers. But Caleb Love did in fact have a really, really good game. Arizona's leading scorer. Uh, notching 20, uh, 19 points off 8 for 13 shooting. 3 for 6 from 3. They also won their, obviously, their first exhibition game against Lewis Clark State College. 110-70. Uh, two exhibition games. Very silly. All of that just to lose to Yale in the first round. Pretty crazy stuff. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Anyway, those are the exhibitions. Any uh, any thoughts? Questions? No. Did not. Did not care. I don't think Keon Brooks is gonna do do that. Do ten for twelve, no. mostly from outside again. No, uh, <laughs> probably not. But I think he'll be a good player. I think he, he'll probably yeah. be UW's best player. Put up a lot of. Points. I like him. I drafted him for my team last. Yes, episode, you did. So. Pretty high pretty high all right anyway enough of the exhibitions who the fuck cares <laughs> we're sick for <laughs> basketball um let's talk about the actual season again we'll start with the non-conference games for the pac-12 what i thought we could do is talk about the non-conference games that we're most excited about maybe the biggest ones maybe they're the ones that are most intriguing maybe the ones that are the biggest test for back 12 basketball teams greg we'll start with you what's a non-conference game you're most excited about or that you're circling for some reason I I made a pretty decent decent sized list, uh, and I had to leave several good ones off that list. However, the one that I think I'm most intrigued by is Colorado playing Miami in Brooklyn. Miami's ranked number thirteen. 
they're a very talented team. They always are. They've got an insane NIL program down there. Uh, and Colorado has a lot of hype this year. You know, Cody Williams starting in the exp- exhibition. I should have mentioned that. That's very interesting to me. Yeah. I would love to see regular season Tristan De Silva at the five or Cody Williams at the five. You know, just those two in the front court. Would love to see that uh, at, at stretches this year. And then having Eddie Lampkin. Like, I think Colorado's going to be really good. And I think Miami, if, if Colorado wins that game, they are firmly a contender for the Pac-12 uh, regular season and and tournament title. Uh, I'm not sure that I think they'll win that game. I think Miami's probably pretty, you know, probably better. But, like, if Colorado can keep that close at least, I'll be very intrigued. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting game. I don't know much about, obviously, I don't really watch teams outside this conference. Um, but I am curious about that game, too, because Miami... Uh, is getting a bit of an AP poll bump based mm-hmm. on their tournament resume. You know, what they did in the tournament last year, getting to... Then they got all the way to the Elite Eight, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's why Colorado has a chance in the game. Is like I don't think that Miami is the thir- 13th best team in the country. Yeah, per Ken Palm, they're number 45. So, and, you know, Ooh. obviously I think that's based on their regular season performance. There was a, They were a pretty low seed. Um, so... I'm curious to see. That's a great game. I think it's very funny that it's in Brooklyn. I mean, it's probably part of some in-season tournament, I imagine. It is. It's really yeah, hard. I don't to, remember what it was called. Yeah, it's, it's always hard to look through the schedules and figure out what the in-season tournament for that team is, is playing. But yeah, I think a really intriguing game, a good first test. When did you say that game was? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I forgot <laughs> let me, to let put me, the date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me pull it up. They play... It's my, one of the later ones, I think. Sunday, December 10th. Um, Ken Palm, yeah. Ken Palm right now gives Colorado a three point. They would be three point favorites for Ken Palm. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So very interesting, very fun. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Colorado, by the way, twenty eighth in Ken Palm. So they, they Ken Palm pretty Ken Palm likes them. Ken Palm thinks they're interesting. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Reed, what about you? What's a game that you're circling on the uh, on the old schedule? Uh, I thought it was interesting. The f- Monday, I just have to mention, Oregon, Georgia, and USC, Kansas State <laughs> would love to see those as football matchups. Um, sadly, <laughs> we don't get them. W- would you? Would you, Reed? I, I would. Tell I me, like Reed. them better as basketball matchups. Yeah, match-ups. Reed, l- what happened the last Actually, time an Oregon sports team Oregon, opened with Georgia? <laughs> this is this is time for redemption, though. Um, no, but se- seriously, yeah. my pick was uh, Stanford, Arkansas. Arkansas is ranked fourteenth. I've always loved to pick Arkansas in NCAA tournaments. They who who's their coach? Is it Muss Muss Bus? The uh, Muscleman, yeah, right? The Muss yeah. <laughs> Eric the Muscleman. <laughs> um, and I'm you know Stanford's a team that I I'm excited to prove you all wrong on. So that seemed like a good opportunity to get a big upset for them. Yeah, you're right. Arkansas is an insane team they probably have like maybe the best nil program in the country i don't know if you remember this and maybe i'm remembering wrong keon manyfield who was maybe washington's best player last year he was great transferred to go to arkansas as a fucking walk-on this this year he's a walk- i'm pretty sure he's a walk-on for so. arkansas right now I remember thinking it was insane. So maybe, maybe I'm just maybe I'm making shit up. But I feel like he was a walk on. That's crazy. That's. <laughs> I think he, I because I think he's, he's redshirting gonna, this year. Yeah, he is redshirting this year. Um, how strange? Why is he redshirting? Think because he I, is well. One that roster I think is stacked. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, and I assume he's getting a great deal. Maybe there's academic reasons. I don't know. But still, Arkansas, insane roster. Yeah, they had an insane roster last year. Um, I think probably a lot of those dudes are coming back, it sounds like. Uh, I don't really have... I only those, did the re- returning minutes production you know, stuff for Pac-12 teams. I'm not going to do it for every team in college basketball. Their two best players were uh, first-round draft picks. So, well, I guess not their two best. Uh, they're two players who people were talking about for, you know, why that roster stacked. One of them was a top ten pick, and then the other one was was later in the first round. But like they lost those guys, and they're still crazy talented. It's insane. Yeah, interesting, 
Interesting matchup uh, for that one. Uh, who did you say plays Arkansas? Stanford. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like looking at Stanford's schedule. I was like, I don't. Stanford sucks. I don't really think about them. But hell, if they are competitive with Arkansas, I guess. I don't know. I still think Stanford is competitive with a lot of teams and loses. That game is. Uh, do we know where that game is? It's in a neutral site somewhere. Atlantis. It's the Atlantis mm. tournament at the bottom so, of the ocean. Um, the bottom, not Atlantis, <laughs> New Jersey. Let's <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, number forty-two Stanford in Kempom versus number fourteen uh, Arkansas in Kempom. Arkansas number thirteen. So very interesting. Good test. That's their fifth game of the season. So you know by then Stanford should be should be four and zero. Um, and we'll we'll see. So okay, Reed, you got another one. Yeah, Utah St. Mary's. I feel like got that one too. This is good. I got that one. This too. is good because <laughs> Brandon Carlson feels like the type of player without knowing much about St. Mary's that would play for St. Mary's. <laughs> <laughs> he really, he really does. Although, actually, I don't think he's enough of an asshole to play for St. Mary's. Oh, you think they I only think get got to be mean? You got to be like when a little I watch annoying St. Mary's Duke games, kind of guy. Exactly. I watch St. Mary's and I think of Duke. I don't think Brandon Carlson is a Duke guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't strike me as a Duke guy, but maybe it's in, maybe it's something in the water. Um, yeah, that's that is one I have circled too. I think that is a big test for Utah. Now Utah gets Wake Forest, and Wake Forest will be no slouch. They are seventy third mm-hmm. in Kempom, so not a not a not projected to be a great team. Utah's only favored in that game though by three points, so that will be a test on the sixteenth. Then they'll get eleven days off before they play uh, in in. Uh, the East Bay area against St. Mary's. They come away with a win there. I think we're probably going to talk about Utah very, very differently. Would be a really good test. Um, they are right now five-point underdogs to St. Mary's in that game per Ken Palm. But St. Mary's has has a team. I watched, for some reason, watched uh, a little too much St. Mary's last year. I don't know what was going on with my brain. Uh, but that kid, Aiden Mahaney, he's still there, right? As far as I know, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, he owned. He was. He was a. He was a hooper for sure. So if you know, it's a good. It's a good test, I think, for for Utah. Mm-hmm. It'll be a, a really really good game. Greg, what were your thoughts on this game when you were picking it? I I just if like you said, if Utah wins that game, I think we can take them seriously as a real tournament contender. However. If they lose that, like, I'll be watching that game looking for the same signs we saw sometimes when Utah played well-coached teams last year and the year before, where they really just get stuck in the mud, they struggle to score due to a lack of creation. If they can overcome that versus St. Mary's, who I, I believe is pretty pretty well-coached traditionally, right? I feel like they have that reputation. I'm not going to pretend to be a St. Mar- Mary's ball-knower, but... uh if Utah can win that game, or at the very least lose that game in a way that looks like they've improved on the mistakes from on um, the deficiencies from last year, I will be so encouraged as a Utah fan. It's going to be a great test because it's not a team that's so good that uh, even a good Utah team would get blown out of the water. But they're good enough that it won't be like a fake win that gives me false hope. Yeah, it's a good, 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 good test. Reed, you got another one. My last one is I'm always, always rooting for USC to be fraudulent. And UC Irvine <laughs> feels like the, the funniest possible opponent to get a win over them. UC Irvine's been in a few tournaments recently. Why couldn't that happen? They're competitive. Yeah. Beat yeah, Oregon last year. I'm sure you remember, Reed. <laughs> I actually have yeah, forgotten. Yeah, they're consistent. <laughs> <laughs> they're a consistent big west contender uh they figured it'd probably be a big west contender this year per kempom uh they are the highest rated team in the big west so should be interesting i think they will probably i would pick usc to win that game but it's one of those things where it's like you know they got some new pieces are they gonna have any you know chemistry issues they have to like figure some stuff out like you know that's 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 early enough against a good usc team and a decent uc irvine team like it's 
early enough. Why not? I, I think that's a I think that's fantastic. <laughs> like if you were picking an an upset, like likeliest upset, I don't know how likely that one is relative to some others, but it's up there. Um, it's certainly up there. Greg, you got any others? Yeah, uh, UCLA Marquette in Maui. Mm-hmm. Marquette, I believe, is ranked number five preseason AP poll. Not sure where they are in Ken Palm, but. I think we all expect UCLA to lose that game, uh, assuming Marquette is as good as they are billed as. 11th uh, in Ken Palm, by the way. So Ken Palm, I think, would have them favored because UCLA is 26 in Ken Palm, right? Yeah, right now Ken Palm has Marquette as a three-point favorite. Yeah, I think we. I expect personally UCLA to lose that game because of the reasons you've laid out exhaustively uh, on this podcast and both on and on Twitter. UCLA's got a lot to figure out with Ademara and Adembona. Although, like, are they going to be able to play? Not not Adembona, but uh, Mara and Byungtunchel. Are they going to be able to play in time for this game? Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. If they do play, what's the chemistry going to be like? It feels like a bad fit to me personally that'll take a while to get figured out. But if they can do it against Marquette... This UCLA team, I do think, like, their ceiling to me is so high. I, I do think, like, in the scenario where it all works perfectly, this is a phenomenal team. And Marquette gives us a pretty good early indication of uh, where they're at on the journey to reaching that ceiling. Yeah, that's a great that's a great pick. It's the first pick. It's the first game, I think, where UCLA will be tested. And they're, it's, a, it's a big test per Kempom. Marquette just feels like UCLA plays Marquette. I feel like every year it feels like they have some sort of weird regular rivalry with them as someone who watches UCLA, uh, which is weird because they're like in Milwaukee. But um, yeah, I don't know. This is this. I think this might be the highest rated Marquette team that UCLA has played in quite some time. So I think that's a, a, a great pick. Another UCLA pick I'll throw out there. I've got some other picks as well. UCLA at Villanova. I think uh, Villanova is 23rd in Kempom. I think this is an interesting game mostly because first of all, it's an on-campus game. Like I think when UCLA Villanova Villanova scheduled this home and home, Villanova came to Poly Pavilion. This is the return game. I think it's cool to have games, these big games on college campuses. I think this is going to be a great environment. I think UCLA will struggle. I know Ken Palm only has them as a three-point underdog. I'm going to be looking to see if UCLA can be competitive, both against Marquette and against Villanova, in particular that Villanova game. Can they be competitive enough to look like they have some fight? you know stay within stay connected within 10 most of that would be a i think that would be a huge win for a team that's young and that's looking for its identity so um yeah any others i got a few others here but i want to make sure y'all get a chance to say say some of your games that you're looking forward to i mean arizona's got a killer schedule killer schedule Uh, they got three (laughs) i got three of them here yeah, you you go list them off. I can remember two of them, but I'm forgetting the third. First one. This is game two of their season. Game two. Arizona at Duke. November t- at, true road game here on at on November 10th. So they'll get their gimme on November 6th, and then they go straight and play Duke um, in whatever arena Duke plays. I don't know what it's called. Um, that'll be an interesting game. I mean, I think Duke is probably not as you know, highly regarded, I don't think. Are they? They're ninth in Kempom, so maybe they are. Um, I don't know. They're, are they in the AP poll? I think they're second. Up? Someone have that up? They are. They are second in the AP poll. So that would be a big test. And Arizona, they are not UCLA in that they have national championship aspirations this year. They have enough continuity. They have the players. They have the ability to... You know, put some stuff together. They've got the offense. Like I think they they should probably win this game. If I'm being completely honest, Kempom does have Arizona favored by three points in this road game. Oh no, sorry, they have Duke favored by three points in this road game. Um, but I don't know. I part of me is like, yeah, this is a big test for Arizona. If they win this game, it'll say a lot. Part of me is like, who? Get, they've won games of this magnitude in the past couple of years. And it has not translated. So it will be a fun game nonetheless, but I think I think it's worth asking, like, does it matter? Because, you know, it's... I am going to say that it doesn't. I think <laughs> they have to do it in March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, if they lose this game close, I'll be like, cool, that was a tough game, fine. They win this mm-hmm. game, I'll be like, great. You, 
They've beaten Tennessee two times in a row. They've beaten a great Illinois team. They beat San Diego State, which went on to go to the uh, Final Four, the national championship game. Who cares? They lost to Princeton, right? Like, And that was the story of Arizona last year. So it's going to be a while for Arizona to to eradicate some of their demons. But in the meantime, they have a few other games on their schedule that are kind of crazy. Uh, they get Michigan State. A dark horse, I think, for a national championship. They are fourth in the AP poll. They are 13th in Ken Palm. Arizona, this is a neutral site game. Arizona's favored in that one per Ken Palm by one point. And then they play, they host Wisconsin, the 20th team in Ken Palm. And then in the AP poll, are they ranked in the AP poll? It does not look like it. Um, they're not ranked in the AP poll. They were 26th, I guess, if you're counting receiving votes. They just missed it. Um, so another big, interesting game. And then the number one team in Kempom, the overall number one team, and the number three team in the AP poll, this is probably their biggest test. Uh, they play Purdue in Indianapolis, so functionally a road game. Um, I think they beat the shit out of Purdue. I don't know. Is Zach Eady still there? Who cares? Okay, perfect. Yes, yes yeah. Umar Ball will cook him. It's a big game, but I think Arizona's going to beat the shit out of them. Um, so, yeah, they got a tough slate here. And then Battle I didn't even the mention. regular season juggernauts. They play Alabama. Um, they Oh, shit. Yeah, they play Alabama in Phoenix. Basically a home game. Um, and Alabama is 10th in Kempom. And they are, are they not ranked in the AP poll? They're 24th in the AP poll. So, <sighs> interesting, interesting, intriguing slate. They scheduled tough this year. They they went for if, it. Yeah, uh, if Arizona comes out of this with like, like, how many losses can they sustain f- while still it being seen as a, a success? Because like with this many quality games, their strength of schedule might genuinely be like top of the country. It has to be. Uh, yeah, I'll look this up. But go ahead. But I'm just I'm curious as to how many games do you think they can lose? in this in these that we've mentioned and still be a one seed when the time comes that's a great question um again not that, just can they, not that it matters for lose? arizona but yes yeah. <laughs> ah that's a great question greg i mean okay so they've got uh just to recap for folks who are losing track here they play duke in in duke uh at duke they play Michigan State on a neutral site. They pl- they host Wisconsin. They go to Indianapolis in basically a road game against Purdue. And then they play Alabama in Phoenix in what is functionally a home game. That's not to say. They, and then there's other. They also play Florida Atlantic. Yeah, who's 10th in the AP poll. Wow, I didn't know that. I think. God, just, I'm really not. I think paying. just because they, they had a solid the, tournament, yeah. too. Right. Yeah. And they was a fucking Mickey Mouse run. They beat a 16 seed in the second round. And they played them close. <laughs> They're 37th um, in Ken Palm. So bears that out. That's right. But still. Yeah. Yeah. Another game. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Those will be quad one games. Uh, and, and several of those mm-hmm. are top five teams. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it, I think they got to go for a number one seed. I think you got to go like, three and two or maybe even four and one in that stretch i think mm-hmm. read what were you gonna i say? think two losses is the ceiling for sure yeah the ceiling read what were you gonna say well for how much you can oh, lose sorry. yeah i, I should have said the floor. like yeah to, to be a one seed. yeah 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 two losses was was where my head went immediately too because you have those three really really hard ones so it means you at least get one of those you know, and it maybe if you go one and two in the big ones, but you roll through everything else, you, you still look pretty good coming out of it because those are really mm-hmm. tough games. Yeah, I think you can suffer one blowout or two close losses. That makes sense. Yeah, and not two blowouts though. And with the I way think people will remember that. Yeah, and the way that uh, you know the committee leans on the net sometimes. I don't know their their commitment to using the net rankings is. <laughs> waning it feels like sometimes but um it's there so we'll see uh one other one i'm not sure if we talked about this usc in gonzaga in las vegas super intriguing oh. game yes lots that and one, lots of fun that. um that game is on saturday december 2nd 
USC, four-point underdogs to Gonzaga. Gonzaga, fifth in Ken Palm, and they are 11th in the AP poll. So big, big test. I think that will be, aside from UC Irvine, well, Kansas State's a good team, too. So they'll get it. USC gets a few tests on their non-conference schedule. They'll get Auburn. Uh, that's the return game. They're going to go to Alabama to play Auburn there. Um, and then they'll also get Seton Hall. Uh, Seton Hall, whatever Wait, the hell they that, call it. Um, you said that's in Vegas? Is that? Yeah, yeah they you, play two that, Vegas that's tournaments. That's the Saturday after the uh, Pac-12 championship for football, I think. Oh, shit! Is it? Are we going to go to this game? <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Reed, what we a, should, what a we should look into this. <laughs> Someone send the text to the group chat to see who wants to go. I would absolutely go to this game. That's fun. That'd be awesome. And it probably won't be a, it won't be a crazy ticket either, I don't think. Um, right. Oh, it well, might be. Oh, man. That I don't know be... what these preseason tournaments are like, but they feel like money-grabbing things. So yeah, it's true. But we oh. should look into this. Oh, absolutely. Where Where is this game being played? It's playing at MGM Grand Garden Arena. Blech. T-Mobile <laughs> Arena clears. MGM Grand Arena is a dump. That's fine. Yeah, we should absolutely go to this game. That'd be awesome. Um, okay, someone sent the text so that we, we remember this because I definitely think we need to book our tickets or something. Um, no one's thinking about basketball that far ahead, so that's that's the benefit for us. Um, <laughs> are the other games here? Why does... I, 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 I want to shift the focus to our beloved beavlet make sure we're not being convicted of beaver bias here and highlight oregon state nebraska why is this game being played in sioux falls south dakota it's gotta be some sort of crazy tournament (laughs) what what tournament is in sioux falls (laughs) (laughs) it's played at the sanford pentagon (laughs) (laughs) which is actually i guess a pentagon kind of arena uh no clue. The Sioux Falls showdown. <laughs> Anyways, that... Uh, it's got to be a tournament. That feels like maybe a test, just looking at Oregon State's schedule as, you know, projected 12th in the league, I guess. That seems like a test maybe where I think Nebraska is somewhere in the 60s in Kempom, 58th in Kempom. It could be a game where if Oregon State is competitive, we maybe change our our feelings about them a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're competitive. They play tough. I think last year I was sort of hurt by – I was burned a little bit by Oregon State playing very, playing Duke really, really close and damn near coming away with a win there. Um, and then Oregon State kind of let me down. Uh, I don't know. Oregon State – that was a team of all freshmen basically. It's true. Completely new had, roster. Like they exactly. I think it was a respectable year for them last year. It's true, especially with how well they played Arizona State in the tournament. Yeah, I think it was a. I think it was actually a good step forward. I know eleven wins is people are sort of like, "What are you talking about?" They're asshole. Um, Do you remember what happened the year before? Yeah, yeah. They had a Cal level seat. It was not Cal level, honestly, but it was close. Um, so and close. and they and basically Wayne Tinkle raised the roster. It just was like. Everyone was gone. I think they only kept one or two players. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That, we'll see. This is going to be. I'm. I'm curious. I think Oregon State will be very plucky. I sort of think that they could be a 500 basketball team. I know that's sort of a hot take. It's a hot take among people outside Oregon State, and then Oregon State people are kind of mad that I said that. Half of them are. <laughs> half of them understand. Um, so. So anyway. Uh, okay. I think that's that's all we got in terms of games. Let's uh, let's move on here. Let's talk a little bit about the basketball season, really, really quick. I thought we could talk a little bit. This this league has lots of hoopers. This league has lots of shooters, lots of scorers. thought we would talk a little bit about the offense. So, Reed, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think, off the top of your head, ends up with the best offense in the Pac-12? The way I'm looking at it, it feels like Arizona and USC are the front runners in this category. Mm. Um, it seems like, I mean, they both have hoopers. Caleb Love and Boogie Ellis seem like the kind of shot-making engines that can lead a top offense in the conference and then tons of talent around them i mean they're two of the three best teams in the conference uh that are both seem more offensive oriented maybe i know some of the role players for usc kind of are defense defensively oriented as well but those top players feel like um they can make a run at it for sure but i guess i lean arizona ultimately they're like uh fourth in ken palm and in adjusted offense yeah i I think that's fair. I'm, 
I think this, I think it has to be, I think it has to be Arizona for me, just because over the course of the regular season, they're going to up their number of possessions. I think they're going to be pretty efficient. I think that's a good pick. I think, I don't know, they're going to be one of the fastest teams in the country again, I imagine, unless Tommy Lloyd has a major philosophical shift, but I kind of don't think so. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's right. I think, I think it's got to be Arizona. Um, I just think that they're going to be, you know, they have a lot of dudes. They have a lot of players. Then they have some scores. Caleb Love in that offense could be interesting. Again, you know, they could be number. They could be the best offense uh, in college basketball history, and it won't mean much unless they do in the tournament. But it's it's good. It's a good pick, Greg. What about you? What's your pick? Best offense yeah. in the Pac-12? Is it is it Arizona too? You guys talked a lot about the Arizona roster, and uh, let me tell you right now, I don't have to look at the Arizona roster as long as Tommy Lloyd is their coach they will have an elite offense that's Mm. that's where i'm at uh tommy lloyd equals best offense in the pac 12 for me i yeah i i think they will be far and away the number one offense i don't think anyone's going to touch them yeah uh i do think though usc has a chance to have a if they can fit those pieces together and if andy enfield can put them together i think they have a chance uh they've got some scores they've got boogie ellis Boogie Ellis, I think, could have a massive year. I think he probably will be the uh, Pac-12 um, Player of the Year front runner. I think he'll be he'll be up there. Um, but Isaiah Collier is going to get some dudes in some really good positions. It sounds like seems like that could be an intriguing sort of player who's going to facilitate and make things easier for guys. Vinci Wachuku, if he figures out how to play around the rim, think well. Obviously, add to that, make them dangerous. They've got scores and shooters and you know they've got they've got two of everything pretty much so i think usc will be will have a really really good offense maybe they're a little bit better defensively i don't know um but that's that's probably who i'd pick i think washington will have a sneaky good offense again too um i think washington's offense will be i'm not sure if it's efficient but it will certainly produce a lot i don't think that'll mean a whole lot um, and that's pretty interesting considering that Mike Hopkins is a defensive guy, right? That's what he prioritizes, but, uh, okay. What about the best defense? Any thoughts about who you think might have the best defense in the Pac-12? I think this one is going to be a landslide. I think, oh, actually, I don't know. UCLA might come close, but okay. I think it's USC. Okay. I think USC is going to be incredible defensively this year. They have so much athleticism and they've got so much size uh they've got josh morgan led the conference in blocks last year he's back vince uachuku presumably will play more time this season great rim protector great size uh kobe johnson i think the best defender in the pac-12 they've got him they bring in dj rodman who is a great defender himself Uh, i believe kajani wright i not gonna lie don't know a lot about him but Andy Enfield talked a lot about him at Media Day, uh, about how his athleticism uh, lends itself to pretty great plays on defense. Isaiah Collier, very physical, uh, maybe not a a defensively focused guy, you know? I guess I don't want to say he's unfocused defensively, but like he's an offensive player first. Still, I don't think he will be as big a negative as many freshman point guards are. Now, Boogie Ellis, I don't think is a great defender. but I think the, with the rest of that team, it will be great. Uh, Enfield said they're not going to play much zone this year, which I think is good. Fuck zone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think the USC defense is going to be absurd. UCLA should be pretty good too with all the size they have. Yeah. UCLA has a lot of size. They're going to have to learn a lot though. I think, I think there's, mm-hmm. there's a huge learning curve, especially with you know Mick Cronin. I don't think he does anything complex, but... He demands a lot, uh, so I think I think it might take a while for us to see the benefits with UCLA and their defense. I I kind of want to pick Colorado here. Uh, I think Colorado has a lot of length. They've got a fair amount of athleticism. They got a lot of size too with Eddie Lampkin down there, and I think Eddie Lampkin 
could very well be the kind of bruising big man that can push a lot of some of the bigs in the Pac-12 out of position and uh, do what he wants to do. Would love to see Umar Balo and uh, and uh, Eddie Lampkin down there battling it out, for example. I feel like we saw that two years ago, probably. For uh, yeah, yeah. At least. It was, more it was ben mostly Matherin. Christian Coloco. I mean, not Ben Matherin, Christian Coloco. Yeah, it was more <laughs> Christian Coloco. Bullied Christian Coloco, by the way. He did. Uh, <laughs> really, really bullied Christian him. Christian Coloco, a lot better than Umar Balo, although not nearly as strong. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think Colorado has a chance here. KJ Simpson, not a he gets his hands on a lot of balls, I think, but I don't know that he's a great defender. But they've got, I think, Cody Williams looks like he might be a good defender with his athleticism mm-hmm. and his speed and. And all of that. Um, Javon Hadley, I think, would be great as a defender. I think he was uh, decent last year. He was totally fine. Um, They've got, I think they've got a roster full of good defensive players, I think. Um, I think Tristan DeSilva is a good defensive player, well-rounded. I think Colorado's defense is is really intriguing to me. Another contender, though, that I'm watching out for, sneakily, Utah. I think Utah's defense is going to be intriguing. They don't have a lot of... It's really weird. It's been really weird watching Craig Smith's Utah because they do not have a lot of individually good defenders. I would say individually they're all kind of kind of tough, except for Brandon Carlson. You know, he's a great rim defender. Um, but, like, where else is that pr- defense coming from? I guess maybe Raleigh, Raleigh Wooster is, yeah. is pretty he's okay. Um, but I do think as a unit, collectively, they, they were pretty disciplined. I think they work mm-hmm. well together defensively. Um, and then they got their asses kicked a few times, but I think that they could, they could have a sneaky good defense. I think that they might end up being top three in the Pac-12 in defensive efficiency. We'll find out, but I'm really curious about Utah I, as a, as a team, but as a defense too. But, uh, any other, any other contenders for best defense in the Pac-12? I went with UCLA. Um, okay. I feel similar about it to what what Greg said about Arizona on the other side, I just feel like I trust Mick to kind of guide a defense more than any of these other coaches. Even casually, I just have seen it more uh, in terms of like, that's been a big part of UCLA's identity his entire time there. And I think that it is something that uh, feels to me more correlated to coaching sometimes than like the players that you have. I think that if you prioritize it and, UCLA has plenty of talent they have it's not like they don't have the pieces but I think with that group mix Mick prioritizing that and making it a focus makes me think that they should be the pick to lead until someone else does it it's an intriguing pick that's an that's a really good point um yeah I mean maybe it is just a matter of like he's gonna figure it out and maybe by season's end he probably will get there I think that's a good point um okay that is, Cal, oh, go ahead I do you want to say Okay. Cal, I think, could be a pretty good defense. Fardaz, I forget how to say his last name either. IMAC, yes. Uh, Insane defender. Going to be one of the best defenders in the Pac-12. Is he enough to raise the Cal defense as a whole? I don't think they'll be the best defense, but I think it could be pretty good. Yeah. Cal is an... I mean, (laughs) they could have a top five offense. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're going to have both at the same time. They've got to struggle. I don't Mm -hmm. think that they're going to be like a conference contender year one here in the Mark Matson era, but I think they'll have some think they'll have some stuff going for them. Hey there, it's Carlos and it is basketball season once again, which means it's time to throw away those boring ass football jerseys and time to break in that sweet sweet basketball apparel and no one has better basketball shit uh, than Homefield. Homefield's collection of ba- vintage basketball shirts is so good. Uh, my personal favorite this one right here uh this actually is ucla center court logo for the uninitiated it's been the logo at poly pavilion for forever now except for a brief period of time during the steve alford era when ucla had that ugly thick script which honestly very fitting for that era of ucla basketball uh that logo is iconic and when i saw that homefield dropped that as a shirt i knew i had to get it uh, homefield has basketball themed shirts for almost every pac-12 school and they are super cool super comfy uh they're so cool that that I buy Pac-12 teams basketball shirts outside my own. For example, 
this beaver fever oh look at that it's blank this beaver fever oregon state basketball shirt is so fun so unique it's got gill coliseum in that little uh font down there you've got the beaver there bouncing a basketball it is a blast and also do not tell anyone this on twitter but i do have an arizona basketball shirt commemorating their 1997 national championship it's their best basketball shirt i think for arizona primarily because arizona hasn't really done much in basketball since then anyway uh homefield has really dope basketball stuff just peruse your team's shirts at homefieldapparel.com you'll see what i mean first time purchasers get a discount with promo code no truck stops 23 thank you to homefield for sponsoring this podcast let's move on to talk about the actual games All right, we won't pick every single game this week. We would lose our fucking minds, but uh, we'll go through the games happening on opening day since all Pac-12 teams will play on Monday, November 6th. Uh, are we keeping track of picks this year? We don't keep a track. Of, we don't normally keep track of picks in basketball, but we could. I would love to. However, someone else would have to do the spreadsheet because spreadsheets scare me. <laughs> all right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, anyway. We've got a pack slate. Every single Pac-12 team, as they do every year, plays on opening day. I have many misgivings about this, but we'll talk about this when the actual games happen. Uh, the first one here is uh, Georgia. Obviously, we talked about this one. Plays Oregon in Las Vegas. This one is in the T-Mobile Arena. That's on November 6th. That'll be on True TV. Great, great start to the Pac-12 basketball season. Uh, we get Oregon State playing Linfield. Are you familiar with what Linfield is, Reed? Uh, kind of. I, I know of okay. it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a university in Portland, apparently. Uh, Oregon State plays Linfield. They are, I think, a Division II or NAIA team. I can't remember. Uh, Colorado plays Towson at 430 Pacific on the Pac-12 Networks. Big Pac-12 Networks day, by the way. Um, Cal plays St. Thomas at 6 p.m. on Pac-12 Bay Area. Utah plays Eastern Washington on Pac-12 Mountain at 630 p.m. Arizona also 6.30 p.m. Arizona plays, uh, I think it's Morgantown or Morgan. Uh, I can't remember which of the, it's Morg, the abbreviation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Morganville, uh, perhaps? I don't maybe. know. Maybe, I have Morgan no fucking clue. What if I click it? Morgatonia. Morgan State. Should have just gone with Morgan State. That would have been very reasonable. <laughs> um, then the other big game, the other big game of the slate, also at, kind of interesting, also at T-Mobile Arena, um, 7 p.m. Pacific, national TV, USC, Kansas State. We talked about this one being a pretty big test to open USC season. We'll see how that goes. Stanford plays uh, Cal State Northridge, CSUN, uh, at 8 p.m. Pacific on the Pac-12 Bay Area. Washington State hosts uh, just seven miles down the road. Idaho, the Vandals, they're pretty close. Play each other every year. It's at 8 p.m. on Pac-12 Washington. Washington plays Bellarmine on the Pac-12 Networks at 8.30 p.m. And also at 8.30 p.m., also on the Pac-12 Networks. Don't know which one is going to actually get the Pac-12 Networks late. But UCLA plays St. Francis in Pennsylvania at 8.30 p.m. So what we're going to do, I'm going to pick two of these games and the two obvious ones are the two big ones. First up, the number 57 team in Kempom. We talked about this one. Georgia takes on Oregon in Las Vegas. Reed, I know you have tons of experience with Oregon playing Georgia in season openers. What's your beat on this one? Oregon's gonna win, sure. Um, I know. I mean, I know nothing about Georgia. <laughs> I know nothing about Georgia. I know nothing about any of these teams that are not Pac-12 teams. Basketball uh, non-conference is even more brutal than uh, than football non-conference. Football non-conference is tough. <laughs> uh, shout outs to Search in the chat saying, "Too late to be here on time. Just in time to declare Kenneth Nuba the best fourth big man on his team in the league." <laughs> I think that's true. I think it's true. <laughs> Would he start? Would, Kenny Nuba is he starting anywhere? Would he start at? He start at uh, uh, Washington who's State. Oregon probably. State starting at center. Um. Uh, Michael Rattage, I think. I think uh, he'd start over I don't him. Know. I think he'd start I don't over know. him. I think Washington State might be the. I don't know. It's a, he'd be a backup most places, though. I think he, he, at Washington, they give you backup at Washington. Uh, I don't even know. Who, maybe I, I can't. I'm trying to think. Would it be a backup? Uh, Braxton at Mia. Utah, would, USC. He, would he? Would he get the start over Braxton Mia at Washington? I don't think so. I don't <sighs> think so. I think Mia has a much higher ceiling. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, 
Kenny Nuba out there looking like a freshman on uh, at Cal State against Cal State Dominguez Hills in the exhibition did not look great. <laughs> but I think he was probably sleepwalking. I'm hoping. I mean, I've seen this kid lock down Hunter Dickinson in the pa- in the NCAA tournament. So <laughs> I'm gonna assume that he's just sleepwalking. Uh, Greg, are you also picking Oregon to beat Georgia? Yeah, yeah. When in doubt, I'll just take the Pac-12 team early in the year because I know nothing about Georgia. All right, me too. Uh, the other big game in the slate, another team we know nothing about, the number 25 team in Kempom, Kansas State, takes on the number 21 team in Kempom and in the AP poll, USC. Greg, you picking USC to win this? This one's tough. Kansas State was a great team last year. Thoroughly enjoyed watching them in the tournament, and uh, before I caught a few games from them, great team however they lost some guys uh so i i don't know what to think i kind of want to take kansas state just because i think usc is going to have some gelling issues early however i'm going to lean on what i think is going to be an elite defense from day one like i said earlier and i'm going to take usc uh reed <laughs> big big <laughs> kansas state basketball expert reed what's your read on this game <laughs> what i hate the non-conference so I, much this is way worse <laughs> than football this is way worse than football i have so many thoughts about this continue reed. i had like the vision of that tiny dude for kansas state last year in the tournament yeah Noel. yeah i was like is he still on the team i looked up isaiah newell that is in fact oregon state's <laughs> third or fourth string running back um <laughs> oh yeah, Isaiah Newell. I forgot about him. <laughs> just, just shows my dis- disparity in uh, football to basketball no- knowledge. It turns out Noel is yeah, nowhere, no Marquise longer. Marquise Noel is on the Raptors, and therefore I will pick USC in this game. <laughs> uh, I'll pick USC. I think it'd be. I don't know. I like their team. I don't know anything about Kansas State problem solved nice <laughs> man the analysis is so good here in these non-conference games i swear to god I, I just wish i really wish we had a better opening like just give us like do the whole nba thing give us two really good games like just give us usc kansas state just give us oregon georgia and then like leave the rest that's like, a nice I, little taste yeah um do we have to have all of these games at once i mean i love watching the pac-12 networks it's always great to see these teams in action but man there's a lot of poopy poopy games on this slate anyway that's it that's all we have we'll be back here sunday at 9 a.m pacific to recap pac 12 football and then we're talking hoops next wednesday at 5 p.m to recap opening day of the season but for now that is reed that's greg i am carlos thank you for subscribing to our youtube channel thank you for listening thank you to Homefield for sponsoring this podcast and remember there are no trick stops here not even one Still and thick with smoke So thick it makes you choke The crowd falls in The cup is kicking And my patience are wearing thin Said I'm lonelier Than a single sex On a quiet city street Things aren't always green On the sunny side of the street And I don't mind If the sun don't shine Bloody weather suits me fine Pour another glass of wine